remember when I first moved to Williamsburg, all my friends laughed at me. They said, we're never going to see you again. Why would you move to Brooklyn? Brooklyn's a waste. Like, who who goes to Brooklyn? This was uh, in 2000... This was in 2010. Oh, yeah, this wow. was in 2010. So it really wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it. Um, and now uh, you have... Apple, Apple, Apple moved into Williamsburg. Yeah. You have Whole Foods, you have you have WeWork, you have Levi's. It's it's startling. It really is startling. And to see everything happen in front of you, um, it's it's in a way it's amazing, and it's also um, it also um, it, for me it, it struck fear in me at the same time because it could could very well just remove what that neighborhood had so much going for it you know before the tall shiny you know condos came around um this is sheila michelle back in 2015 she led a jane's walk around williamsburg i attended what is a jane's walk well they are free locally organized walking tours in which people get together to explore talk about and celebrate their neighborhoods It's named after the iconic Jane Jacobs. It takes inspiration from her thoughts about city life. And uh, she's usually known for sayings like uh, eyes on the street and uh, the urban ballet on the sidewalk. But uh, I wanted to say an obscure quote from Jane. Isn't wide choice and rich opportunity the point of cities? This is indeed the point of cities. So... That's the quote, and uh, that's a pro, but uh, the cons, you'll hear about them pretty soon. Anyways, Michelle now resides in the Bronx, and this recording took place around the beginning of May this year, which Jane's walks usually take place. It's interesting interviewing you as, as like, you know, me too coming from, like, as a recent, you know, mm-hmm. newcomer too. And uh, what is the responsibility of newcomers, you know, yeah. moving into a uh, neighborhood such as, you know, uh, your neighborhood in the Bronx and yeah. uh, I'm in Greenpoint. Yeah. Um, if you wanted to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, I've, I first moved to New York for college. That was in 2002. Um, one of my school campuses was actually right beside Columbus Circle. So I've been coming back and forth into the city, um, you know, checking out the entertainments, Broadway, so forth, but also taking courses. And the discipline I took was in architecture. So we were, um, we were constantly um, introduced to all these various neighborhoods that either had a specific um I would say marker on the city like for example Greenwich Village you know there's Jane Jacobs this weekend is Jane's walk um, so that was a, a part of my um, academic studies and really my introduction to Williamsburg was um, was a project while I was in architecture school and this was around the time of the rezoning 2005 and you know we were asked to just provide ideas of what could happen in the waterfront and I, I recall I recall our project was specifically skyscrapers and these high-rise condos and you know I don't know if any of us really thought that it would happen you know or happen this quickly uh, we just thought that well this is school we're making something up let's uh, let's go with it you know let's take it as far as we possibly can so that was my first introduction to Williamsburg
Um, and I'm curious regarding the new demographics that have moved into Williamsburg, if they have found ways to include themselves into that community. Um, but I, you know, I do wonder, you know, where those individuals are because I remember them, you know, I remember them picketing in front of where Whole Foods um, is now standing. And, on uh, Bedford. Yeah, on Bedford. Um, and I, I don't know where they are. I don't know if they've remained in the neighborhood. I don't know if they've left. But that, for me, is a sign of a good New Yorker. It's somebody that says, hey, I care about what's going on here. It's not going to just affect me. It's going to affect the people around me. And I said it before to friends um, who are curious about moving into New York City. You know, you have a voice in the city. Yes, there's, there are millions of us. But you have a voice in the city. You can do it through a Jane's Walk tour, where you can, you know, highlight, you know, the problems and issues a neighborhood might have, or you can do it to highlight all the good things that, let's say, um, rezoning has done. An example again is the waterfront, um, and then that brought on the business of the East River Ferry that gives jobs to people. So that's a positive thing. For example, the the waterfronts in Long Island City. Yeah. A lot of that was actually developed due to the developers that you know put in those those condos. And had it not been for them, would we still have those waterfronts? Right. You know that's the key thing. Any you know, of those waterfronts, they serve, they provide more more to just the people that live in those um, high-rise condominiums and apartments. They you know you have people families come in and have birthday parties out in the waterfront. Yeah. Uh, it's free. They don't have to pay for it. They don't have to live in the neighborhood, but they can use it. It's a form of inclusion. But at the same time, as you said, it's a very fine line to tread because these same families may be the families that used to live there but had to move because they couldn't afford the rent. This is me and Michelle in May of 2015 following her Jane's Walk tour in Williamsburg. We were walking around the area, and Michelle was telling me about this memory. Yeah, I think that's, that's, I think that's one way to do it. Um, and here, let's see, I want to say in Williamsburg, 2011-2012, when this old building was here, we used to have this, or here in this location anyway, it was a New Year event, and they would have these like pop-up structures inside, because this was just an old warehouse here. It was nothing, you know, it was just an empty space. But around um, October to November to most of December, there would be these local artists that would gather together and put up these neon sculptures to celebrate, you know, New Year's Eve. And it was really great to have that kind of community where you could come in and you could say, hey, I want to take part in this. I want to take part in setting something up. I want to take part in designing something. You know, you had local food vendors and everything had this communal um, effect to it, but of course now it's knocked down. So where does that go? Right, right. You know, where, where does that go? And where does that community go? Yeah. Where does that community go? Grand, you know, back in the day when Williamsburg was a huge manufacturing um, neighborhood, actually had numerous banks, um, restaurants, stores, and shops all along Grand Street. And these all catered to the Italian, the Polish, and the German population that was there. And these were, you know, blue-collar working families. You know, it's revived now. 
you have those restaurants come back, you have those specialty shops come back. But as I mentioned to you before, these specialty shops, for example, will charge $400 for a sweater. I don't know if that addresses the neighbors that live along Grand. Um, maybe some of the newer buildings can afford that, but I don't know for the residents that have been living there for the past two decades. I don't know if I don't know how that supports them, how that includes them. You think there's any uh, any key? elements of Jane Jacobs you want to talk about? <laughs> key elements. I think one of I think the number one key element is would have to be awareness. Um, I, I, I can't speak for everybody here, but for me it's it's being aware of what's going on around you, how it affects your neighborhood, how it affects the people living in your neighborhood or who have invested decades of their lives into that neighborhood I think it's important to know that um, because that above all is what attracts people to New York City in the first place it's this key establishments you know it's what people go back to and say yeah we have to go here because this has been here since the 1900s you know what I mean like yeah. that's been there so support it you know keep up with it it's when that's lost that I believe the spirit of a neighborhood fades away. Once again, with Michelle back in 2015. And uh, with regard to what you had said about a neighborhood losing its identity, I'm going to say this, that there was a time when the Salvation Army had a huge location. And at that point in time, that did say to you what the neighborhood was about. It was a neighborhood of struggling individuals who in a way were trying to make it. You know, you hear these stories of old New York from the 70s and the 80s. It was happening here in 2011, 2012. They couldn't afford the rent anymore. The owner didn't want to take care of the building anymore. So, you know, the Salvation Army couldn't afford to keep up with the land prices, so they had to leave. Now it just got bought out by Thor Equities for 36 million. I'll say that that hurt. And I know it's, um, it was a shop that I didn't frequent, but I'll say that hurt because the individuals that came with it are gone. And the identity of this place was that it was a haven, it was a home. And much of what Williamsburg was before was that. You couldn't afford Manhattan, you come to Williamsburg. You know, you work here, you play here, you have your families here. Thank you so much to Michelle for letting me interview her last May and back in 2015. So when I was making this episode, I was thinking about this screening I found out about. So uh, there's a free screening of Living Los Cerez. It's a 1984 documentary about the lives of the Latino residents of the south side of Williamsburg. It's known as Los Cerez. The neighborhood was one of the poorest in New York City in the late 70s and early 80s. And in fact, it has been called the worst ghetto in America. But today it is the site of a battle between local identity and luxury lifestyle. Um, so it will be playing at the Williamsburg Library at 240 Division Avenue at Marcy Avenue in Brooklyn. Um, this upcoming Saturday, J June 17th at 1 p.m., the folks from Union Docs Center for Documentary Art are behind it. Um, go check it out if you're in the area. And thank you for listening. <laughs>